The Power Trip is a proud member of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. You can find more, more phenomenal kaiju and tokusatsu content at kaijuramenmedia.com. Live from my apartment, it's apparently all of my podcasts. Yes, yes it is. Yes, quite. <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> Depending on which of the three podcasts that you normally listen to, you may or may not get that joke. I don't know. It kind of pops up on all of them, but it, mostly it one. At this at this point, it does. Yes. But it started with another one. It did. Behind it started, the scenes. Of course. And then it got on. By the way, hi, I'm Nathan Marchand. I am not MIFV, Nate. For those who listen to the Monster Island phone call for the Kai Kaiju lovers. This is going out to the kaiju lovers and the heroes of the internet and the listeners with attitude. Of course. Why not the li- wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Why can't it go out to the listeners with attitude first? Then, <laughs> then maybe the, then maybe, maybe, maybe the heroes of the internet and then laugh. And then oh, la- oh, you're killing your toys. Oh God, I'm killing my toys. Uh, Too bad we're not doing video. I'm killing my adult toys right now. Um, <laughs> I, by the way, in case nobody figured it out, that is... Michael Hamilton, the co-host of Kaiju Weekly, the co-owner of Kaijurama Magazine. What? What is this? What is all these monikers? <laughs> and my co-host on the Power Trip, and frequent guest on the Film Vault, of occasional course. guest on Henshin Men. Yes, yes, quite. It's all yeah. the things. I'm all the things. I'm all, all the, things. the things. I'm all the things wrapped into one delicious package (laughs) (laughs) what's so funny right now this is a new experience for both of us because for the first time ever we are podcasting in the same room. Yes, we are, and it's 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 incredibly weird. Actually, um, the the I I wrote in we well you I I I can't believe this happened. I, yeah, that, that's, that's a good segue. I I can't believe this happened. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for anyone who's not been who who has not been um, what is the word I'm looking for? What is the phrase I'm looking for? Paying attention. We'll say that. We'll say paying attention. We went to a little con over the weekend called All Monsters Attack. Oh, days of the dead uh, all monsters attack it's a spin-off of the days of the dead horror convention that's fair and the reason why we are addressing the audiences for all the podcasts is because this con one little con Mm -hmm. is relevant to all of them they are yes (laughs) some is more relevant than others but there is relevancy across all the things yeah all the things in fact it's uh one photograph one photo well two two photographs that i took uh, this weekend, I put onto the Henshin Men Twitter, and last I checked, it was creeping up to 200 likes. Oh. <laughs> it's, that's, that's, I'm going viral, baby. That's, a, that's 199 <laughs> more likes than I expected. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> yes, yeah, watch. Jack Wagon. Oh, <laughs> yes. There we go. There's the, the first insult. And if, you're, if you're wondering what time we're recording this, we are recording. It's late. <laughs> yes, it is, it is 12.28 in the a.m. at the moment. Uh, we just got back probably about 30 minutes ago. Yeah, we went to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. That's, where, that's Indian. where this was held. So well, there's a little bit of a story behind all of this. I don't know what kind of... <laughs> I mean, there's not much of a story. I don't know. Uh, come on. We are going to be able to entertain right, these fine, people. Fine, okay. Fine. Okay. So... I'm from Indiana. I think I've said that numerous times on all of the podcasts. Really? I, never, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And this is in Indianapolis, which is about two hours away from me in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Right. And you were still FOMOing hard from not going to G-Fest. <laughs> <laughs> which, for those who don't know, G-Fest is a big kaiju and kind of henshin tokusatsu-themed yeah. convention that's held. It's, it's been held every year in it's Chicago for... Well, not every year in Chicago, but mostly in Chicago for... 
geez, close to 30 years now. Yeah. Uh, Mid nineties. Yeah. I heard someone say, I, I was in the lot when we were at the Marriott, I heard someone say that they had went to the first G fest. Mm-hmm. I believe he said 1995. Yeah. That so, was the first public one. Right. The first one was private in 94. Interesting. But yeah. So, you know, a bunch of us from the community went, you, for whatever reason, did not go. You fomoed hard. So I you're did. like, I'm going to take my I consolation did. prize, which is this weird spinoff yes, podcast sir. that wants to compete with G fest to, to put it lightly. I was hell bent on going to all monsters attack yeah. because I did not get to go to G fest. Yeah. So in fact, you were so, you were so like hell bent that the weekend of G fest, you, you bought a VIP pass and we're I, like, dude, I don't think you quite need to do that. I did. No, I jumped no. the gun a little bit. I did. I, I I did. I bought a. I was so fo. I was fomo fomoing. There we go. <laughs> I was fomoing so hard over G Fest. I went ahead and bought the VIP, the three day VIP pass for All Monsters Attack. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, this is the first year of this con, and I don't want to waste money on a VIP pass when it's not going to, when it could potentially. Yeah. We, because we, we don't know what this was going to no, be like. We had we no didn't. frame of reference for it other than people who had been to days of to the days dead. Days of before. the dead, which it was, I would say it was pretty, I think Matt, our friend, Matt Briquette at monstrosities, uh, Tokusatsu vlog told me, I would say a pretty accurate description of what days of the dead right. was like. And it was exactly like this. Right. So we did put some plans together. Right. Uh, you were going to, we were going to go for a day trip. On yes. a Saturday, which That's would be it. the big day. Right. And so you came on Friday. We mm-hmm. made arrangements to meet our mutual friend, Pollyanni Danny Damana. Danny Boy Damana, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Toroff and several other characters yes. on the film vault himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really want to be his brother. I do. Or like I, his I, biggest I, fan or I something. I desperately do. Or, 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 or some little plot line that we can come up yeah, with. Yeah, we'll, we'll think of something. But anyway... So we made arrangements to see him because Danny was going to join us. We're right. all going to check this whole thing. And Danny's from Ohio, so he's relatively close. Right. So you drove all the way here from West Virginia, I and did. I discovered that it's a little closer than I thought. Yes, it's uh, about four and a half hours. Four and a half hours, which is, like I said, I would have expected to be a lot farther. West Virginia just feels farther away. I don't know why. It's the mountains. It's, it's the mountains. It's also, Ohio was a fat state and goes on forever, this as is, you discovered. This is this is true. I I could have swore by the time I hit nothing but cows and corn, I was in <laughs> Indiana, but uh, apparently not. I was still in Ohio. Yep. Uh, I think I when I hit, when I finally hit indiana i drove maybe 15 minutes and i was already yeah fort wayne's pretty close to the right. state line yeah for sure yeah but it, it that just cracked me up because I, I i and i warned you i warned you when i when you call i'm like get i've driven through ohio several times get used to seeing ohio a lot yes it just never ends which is fine i i like i like this part of the country it's it's open it's, i know we're really flat compared to west virginia you guys until are, you until you go to brown county then that's right we took all the hills and put them in right, brown county. right well technically i technically you guys are are a part of the ozarks but i don't see it uh, <laughs> i don't see it at all uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I actually enjoyed my drive. It, it did not feel as long as I was expecting. I actually got a late start. I meant to leave way earlier than I did, but mm-hmm. due to technical difficulties, we'll, yeah. say, we'll say, I had to actually do some work for my day job too, mm-hmm. for like more, longer than I expected to. And then had a little hold up at the bank, uh, getting mm-hmm. some cash because I didn't want to come down to the con without a little bit of cash on me. So that held me up. And then I didn't get, I did not get on the road until almost lunchtime. So. Yeah, which That's, was fine for me because I was 
getting stuff ready around here. I was binging more Mega Force. Oh, listeners with attitude, there's a you oh, got you've I'm, got a pair of very interesting episodes coming. Well, up. let me just say this. Let me just say this. What we watched together yesterday was yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Was very enlightening. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. So you 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 finally got here around about four thirty or so. It's four thirty. Four thirty or so. I, I made sure to call you up when I thought you went about. 15 minutes Mm -hmm. before you were supposed to arrive so I could coach you to get there because nobody could find my dang apartment. I give them the address and they couldn't find it. I didn't need to be coached at all. Yeah, but I was making sure. Yeah, I know. You're just a you're just a mama bird as well. Yeah, a, a mama bear, more likely. Mm. <laughs> you think of yourself as a bear, but I see no, you wait, wait. as a ferret. Anyway, moving on. So I got you here, and then because I had to. We recreated the Predator handshake. And, of course, I screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, you knocked on the door, and then I opened it up, and they said, Michael, you son of a jet. And then, <laughs> it's and then not we- what I said, but we're keeping it family friendly. Oh, come on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but you didn't play along. You were too tired to play along, because I did the I, arm wrestling thing. And I you- was, I gave up. I, I gave up like a limp noodle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, What's the matter? Your job got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> exactly. Uh, pushing too many mouses. Mises. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I posted uh, about that on the socials, and I found a gif of the handshake that ends in, ex- in an explosion. And yeah. we got so many jokes about that. Yeah, like, uh, kaiju camera friend, kaiju Kim was like, how did the world survive? And I'm oh, like, I don't know. Danny said, I think the tectonic plates in Fort Wayne are shifting. <laughs> <laughs> Under the weight of our ego. <laughs> yeah, the two big personalities in Very one room. Very big personalities. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, our, our friend Jamie uh, for the power trip was like, I didn't know you guys were built like brick houses. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate that. <laughs> I thought I was built like mashed potatoes, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, so we did. We took care of a few things here. Got you unpacked. I gave you your little piece of G Fest, which is sitting right there. That you, and you nearly murdered him while we were talking. It is, and I have to say, uh, while I'm on air with these beautiful, beautiful people, I did not expect you guys to do this. Yep, uh, it was our little secret. And I, I appreciate yeah, me, Elijah, Elijah Thomas of Kaiju Conversation, Kaiju Kim, and Danny Domena, the aforementioned Danny Domena. We all pitched in and got you a blue Megadon from Seismic Toys. From yes. Seismic Toys, yes. is one of the playable characters from Dawn of the Monsters. It is a beautiful. It is a beautiful. A beautiful Sofubi. It is. It is. It is a beautiful blue glitter with. Teal, like minty green and white. Yep, that is one of his alt alternate colors. I like it. I mm-hmm. love it. In fact, I was I'm really awkward at receiving gifts, like especially even at Christmas time. I'm really awkward at receiving gifts because I don't know what to say, except for just. Thank you, and then you take it and you get happy? Yes, I mean, I am happy. I'm happy to have it, and and you guys did not have to do that, but I'm greatly appreciative. Well, we knew you were FOMOing hard, and it's, it, it, you know, it's relatively, it, well, it's not relatively, it is rare. It's one of only like 125, yes, and, it, it, and it was numbered for you. Yes, it was, I have 85. 85, and I had number 21. Oh, yes. Yeah. Your figure is old enough to drink. Yes, and yours is... Uh, needs to go to the nursing home <laughs> <laughs> or run for president. Uh. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> and then you surprised me and you gave me a couple of gifts. So here's, I, you know, I got a, I already have the playmates jet to Jaguar and you're, and you gave me the 
Bandai Jet Jet. We're like, oh my gosh, you gave me the Bandai. I did. I was I very that, happy. That, that is my personal. That is that came from my personal question. My personal collection. Yeah, there you go. So it has been loved and adored and appreciated ever since. Yeah, and but then you also tried to give me Megalon for getting. I bought Megalon at G Fest. This is. I was trying to remember what you bought. I knew you yeah. bought the guy. I knew you bought the the. Gaiga! Yeah, I know you bought the Bondi Gigan, but I wasn't sure if you had the Megalon. So I brought Megalon just in case. But and, then, and then I just pointed to my shelf and said, dude. <laughs> well, you know, I was trying to be generous. I know. I And I really appreciated it. I will find Megalon a home. I, I'm sure you Yeah, will. And then you... I gave you... The, you you gave, got an extra copy. I gave you the gift. Super Megaforce. I gave you the gift that keeps on giving my extra copy because when I was... Like a mad, I was buying out physical copies. Oh, of, we were all panicking, right. With anything Ranger related, right? At that I was, point. I was buying out physical copies of Power Rangers, everything I could get my hands on, like a madman. So somehow I ended up because I, I, I bought a, a bundle from a private seller that had sa- the the two the two pack the combo pack of Samurai and Super Samurai and some others, and Megaforce and Super Megaforce was in that bundle as well. So I ended up with two copies of Super Megaforce. Yeah. Uh, and I was binging my way through the last few episodes because this is season two. Right. And I was finishing up season one because a wonderful person posted it all on YouTube because Netflix be danged. Well, <laughs> well now you have your own personal And now I have my own personal copy. Yes. I'm like... I don't know if I can if I like you anymore. It's the, <laughs> it's the gift that keeps yeah. on giving, man. Yeah, and then you're like, I am hungry. And then here's one of the funnier parts of the story. He's like, I'm hungry. Okay, fine. Let's go over to a regional pizza chain and we'll get ourselves some pizza. I fired up that app and I got a I got us some wings and some pizza. And you sure did. You yeah, and then we hung out a bit and we went to go pick it up and you tapped uh, that app like you tapped that app like a champ. Yeah. Yes. Always tap it anyway, <laughs> and then we, and then we went over, and then I was just like, "What? Like, take a little tour of the city? You've never been here before." Yeah. And you're like, "But I'm really hungry." He's like, "We can go back to the apartment. Do you want to go back to the apartment?" But you, you said, were like, "Well, sure." But no, then you're, but they're no, like, no, "Okay, sir, fine. I remember. <laughs> I remember you, you. We were in the car, and you were really talking about. You were really talking up your alma mater. Yeah, because I live next door to where right. I got my master's. So you really, really wanted to show me Fort Wayne. I was like, so I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm it's fine. I can, I can wait. Yeah, because I'm w- like, if you're gonna come, even you were like, if I'm gonna come here, I want to see real Fort Wayne because you gotta, right. you gotta go to downtown right. to see real Fort Wayne. I, otherwise, Fort Wayne just looks like." Every other medium-sized right. city in the world. Exactly. Yeah. So we're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this. So we went to downtown. I showed you downtown. So I showed you some of the sites. Showed you where I got my undergrad. Went to what was left of that campus. And there's if you had that bell on your bingo card, listeners. <laughs> to, there, the undergrad. There we go. <laughs> yeah, and then I showed you the old fort and mm-hmm. yeah, the actual fort. You know, we're called Fort Wayne because right. you know, we're named after an actual fort. And, it's surpri- and surprisingly, it's not made of pillows. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we know how to build them around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so showed you. I showed you the sites basically. You right. know, it's like, hey, look, see, we do have tall buildings. <laughs> We, we have a couple of them. We have a quarter of a million people who live here. See, we have tall buildings. <laughs> oh. So, you know, that took took a little longer than I was expecting. But, you know, I took you around. I showed you, I showed you the War Memorial Coliseum. You did? I was trying to show you all the main highlights. All the, all the, st- all the main highlights. All the and stuff. 
Then we came back, and then you got distracted by video, video games. Video games. Yeah, yeah, you were like, I want to play Battle for the Grid. I'm like, I do you really want to play Battle for the I Grid? I did, and I sucked at it. But it's <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, get good. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need to get good. So about 9.30, well, no, I, I, I take that back. About 8 o'clock, I said, hey, you want to eat? And she, he said, yeah, let's, we'll, we'll eat after we play like a couple things of Battle of the Grid. So it's like, it's like 9.30, going on 10 o'clock. And I'm like, Nathan, I'm freaking hungry. Yeah, so then we actually ate. We had to stick it in the microwave for a little while. We ate. And then we're like, we're going to watch Super Mega Force together. But at least it was delicious. Yeah, it was. It's Hungry Howie's. Yeah. Hungry Howie's. Yeah, we had a, it was delicious. Yes. We got pizza and wings. And then we're like, we're going to watch freaking Super Mega Force. We had, neither of us had seen it before. And. I think we just couldn't stop watching the train wreck because we finished the whole first disc. <laughs> well, there you go. You're a quarter of the way done. A uh, quarter? Is it five discs or four? It's uh, four, but there's... A, no, it might be five because I think they put Legendary Battle oh, on Oh, so its, it's five discs. Okay. So yeah, by the way, if, if you don't know, Legendary Battle is the anniversary epic. season finale that yeah, leaves yeah. much to be desired because we've already watched that. Right, yeah. We watched that on Netflix and we're like... yeah. What? <laughs> it's there. I, uh, it's a yeah. thing. It's yeah, a- listeners with attitude, I have opinions, and you're going to hear it. It's a thing that happened, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so we had opinions. And then I said, you know what? We need a good palate cleanser. We need to watch the Superior Megaforce. Oh, God. <laughs> and so I went on Amazon Prime, and I found... A 1982 sci-fi action movie. And I really wouldn't even call <laughs> Directed it... by the same guy as Smokey and the Bandit and Cannibal Run. I wouldn't even really call it science fiction, to be quite honest. They have laser cannons. Yeah, but, On pseudo-hummers. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like... like... And... Motorcycles with missiles. Yeah, it's but it's not like science, science fiction. It's just like... Kind of... I don't know. It's like fantasy it's like i don't even know how to describe the damn movie (laughs) i we both i went into it thinking i was like i've heard it's terrible but i'm just like i just want it to be cheesy schlocky 80s action fun maybe it'll be like the a team you know with a slightly bigger budget it was padded out and the cool action sequences were not coming as fast as i would have liked like how many times am i going to watch this jet take off Uh, (laughs) yeah there was it was padded out pretty hard oh yeah although and there were some very odd lines we thought that the power ranger megaforce had odd lines this one had odd lines so what was it i'm flying so low if i could see a jackrabbit i'd look it right in the eye Uh, And then the and then the trailer bait line: the good guys always win, even Even in in the the eighties. Where's this? Like, what? What is this? I I did think I like I I told you it's like I think there are actually a few points where if I muted this and played Go Go Power Rangers, it would work. I mean, we didn't try it, and honestly, by I about I'd say about forty five minutes in, it it lost me. I don't know if it was a combination of just me being exhausted or just not knowing what the hell is going on. It was probably a little bit of both, actually. <laughs> it's a it's a weird little movie. It's a weird indie. It's in, indie. I'd spend fifteen bucks on it for DVD, though. Yeah, I'd buy. I'd probably buy the DVD yeah, for fifteen yeah. bucks. Yeah, just it's, to own it and watch it every now and then and laugh. Yeah, at it's a good it bad movie night movie. It is. It is. I yeah. think I, I we talked about the next time we when we talked to our friends Mitch and crew at entertain <laughs> and entertain this. And so and like entertain guys, this. you have to now you have to review Megaforce. 
<laughs> the nineteen eighty two version. The nineteen eighty two version. Yeah, that's gonna be that. That is a good. It is a good white elephant. Yeah. yeah yes, it is. It is a good white elephant. Uh, yes, it is for a podcast. And if any of you MIFV patrons want to be so bold, you sponsor this, I might cover it. <laughs> it's tokusatsu <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> How has? I don't think so. It's American tokusatsu. Maybe like great American tokusatsu, but it's American Well, our friend Elijah says there's no such thing as American tokusatsu. That's because he needs to stick his head in the toilet, give himself a swirly. Wow, (laughs) that's harsh. Go soak his head. Yeah. (laughs) Go touch grass, Elijah. Uh, Wow, that was harsh. (laughs) No, that's not not an insult. Is it an insult? It's just, it's a little bit mean. Is it? Whatever. It just means, anyway, out, it just means that he's a big boy. He it just means it. you got to go. It just means you need to go out and get some, you need to go outside. Yes. And take and get some fresh air. Yeah. Like, and, and, and while you're at it, Elijah, learn to run and appreciate running. Yes. Yes. Quite. Quite. Anyway. Okay. So we exhausted ourselves with too much megaforce. And then, you know, we, we got up, we got everything ready. We caffeinated ourselves quite extensively. Let me tell you something. You are the, you take the longest out of any of my friends to get ready. I had to like shave and everything this morning. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> you could have went with just a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> I hadn't shaved in a couple of days, sir. <laughs> I know it's embarrassing. Anyway, moving on. So we got everything ready, and it was it was actually not going to take as long as I thought it would. About two hours. I thought it would be closer to two and a half or three. Hour five, yeah. Hour hour forty five, hour fifty, uh, yeah. Like that. And it was not where I originally thought it was going to be because every convention in Indianapolis is downtown in the Indiana Convention Center, which is next door to Lucas Oil Stadium, well, where the Colts what, play. That's where I thought it was too. In fact, that's where I told my friends that actually live in the other friends, your coworkers, I, my coworkers, my other my coworkers, my friends that live here. Because uh, you work a job where most everyone works remotely, and yes. actually they work across the country too. Yes, we do. I think we have we have several people that work across, across the country. We have one that works in Hawaii. Jealous of you, bees. You'll never you'll never you'll never listen to this bees but I'm jealous of you. But yes, I had made arrangements to also meet my friends for lunch since I'm in town. And I told them that it was at the convention center. And we'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. That is a little bit of a tangent. That's a time. That's a, that's a tangent for me. So yeah. Yeah. So we got there and everything was a heck of a lot easier than I thought. Very much. There because I was expecting like, oh, I'm going to have to find a, parking garage and fight traffic and nope. downtown and everything and, nope. I, and i was even working so like we started a little later than we would have liked mm-hmm. and even though we did that marchant yeah yeah <laughs> even though we did get there a little later than we thought I, all i had to do was pull into the hotel parking lot they didn't give us any grief we didn't have to pay extra we just no parked and we were done yep got out, got out of the car Super went easy. in found the con Easy peasy. Got registered. I thought we were going to have to stand in line to get re- or give our tickets and get registered, but nope. It was just walk up to the table and let them scan. Yep. Yeah, and this convention was interesting. I've gotten a little too used to going to bigger conventions, I've realized. I, I've I, been to conventions that were like this before, but they weren't three days. Mm-hmm. They were usually one, maybe two-day cons. And even then, if they were contained to one room, they were still usually in bigger rooms. This one, it was mostly in one with some events in a ballroom mm-hmm. across the hall. Right. Yeah. For things like panels and the costume contest, contest yeah. and things like that. And it was weird. And we went in there and it was it was remarkably low key. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very relaxed. 
I was almost taken aback. Oh, it was the Marriott Hotel. Yeah, yeah, Marriott Hotel. When I walked into the convention hall for for the Marriott, I was kind of taken aback because I have not been to a con since I'd say like 2018, mm-hmm. 2018. Because I went the last con I went to was uh, Huntington Comic Con mm-hmm. in my home state of West Virginia, in Huntington in Huntington, West Virginia, and that one is a bigger con. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a bigger. It's a little bit of a bigger thing. They take up like the big sand. It's a arena there. Mm-hmm. It's like an it's an arena downtown called the Big Sandy Arena. Mm -hmm. and they take up the whole weekend there and i was a little bit taken aback by how just kind of low-key and relaxed it was it was yeah and they put basically everything into that one room the celebrities Uh the vendors and the artists artists, everybody was in the same room it was and the thing that was kind of a little bit disappointing was it wasn't necessarily artist alley but sort of a sort of an artist corner corner yeah it's like an artist corner right it's kind of disappointing yeah it, that i was just odd everyone all compacted together and i've been the concept were like that before yeah but i do think if they can if they have to make arrangements with the you know the venue or whatever i do think giving the say the vendors and the artists their own little room might be the way to go or the celebrities give them their own little room or something like that just to make it a little bit easier, I think, for everybody. Because it's easy in a situation like that for the celebrity guest to suck the air out of the room. It, it is. It is. And I think we, we were talking with a few people that were saying that... Well, art, we were talking with a few artists at, towards the end that were saying that it was a little bit disappointing for them because they kind of got... what They felt like they kind of got pushed to the side. Right. Yeah. And, and we talked about this well, while we were there. We talked about this a lot. We didn't. We haven't talked about this on cast yet, but the lead up to it, there was really no promotion. Yeah, and not, they had promotion, but it wasn't very. I wish it was a little bit better. Like we went, we thought. I think really up until a few weeks ago that it was just going to be celebrities and shopping. Yeah, that was it. That's what we thought. We were, in fact, we had a whole like plan put together like what are we gonna like what like we we have one day to make the most of it what are we gonna do like when because i because the like a couple days prior to me leaving i said okay so while i got it while i leave to go eat lunch with my coworkers, if i need you to stand in line for me to get an autograph would you do that and you said yes because I was expecting this thing to be, because they had like the guest list was phenomenal. Yeah, and see, and that the guest list is precisely why this has to go out to all three podcasts because they had a guest lineup relevant to all of them. Oh yes. Yeah. Are you looking it up right now? Yes, I am. Yeah. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Let everybody know. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm. Fi- I'm trying to find it because I needed the point of reference because this is kind of on the fly. So anyway, we had Ben Faruya who played yep. Ultraman, and yep. and and he was in Ultra Seven as and Ultra Seven. That's the Henshin Men connection, and that those two pictures I got with him are what are going viral right now on Henshin Men. We had uh, on the Twitter. We had multi. We had Motokani. Uh, Nag- no, I'm going to butcher this. Nakagawa. Nakagawa. Yeah, who is Kiryu? He's a suit actor for Toho. He was in a lot of Millennium Godzilla films as various monsters. Mm-hmm. And, Most notably, Kiryu. Kiryu, yeah. He's we actually, also found out he was he did work in Super Sentai. Yes, we. In actually, fact, one of the villains in Megaforce. Yes, we just saw, uh, uh, he played, so we saw him. Yes, we did, and I did not realize <laughs> and he was that. playing a woman. 
Yes, and we also had Miss Linda Miller, who is Linda by, Miller. It's who, a, who, sidebar, she is an incredibly lovely woman. She is. She is. So where these? This is a long list of film vault relevant yes. guests. I actually tried to get her on the film vault, and it didn't quite work out. And when I was reaching out in a Facebook group. This is all the way back in season one, people. I was asking, say, hey, what are some good resources on King Kong Escapes? And then she just pipes in. She's she's just a normal person on Facebook. In this Facebook group, she just pipes in and says, hi, I was in the movie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Linda Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fanboyed a little bit no, right she's, there. She's an and I told her the story and she remembered. Yeah, she's an incredibly lovely woman. Incredibly lovely woman. She's tiny though. She's like She is tiny. She's like five foot nothing or maybe not even five foot. Uh, like, I think she's a little I think she's over five feet. Is she? I don't yeah. know. She's, she, she's she if you see her in King Kong Escapes, which was the nineteen sixty seven Toho produced Kong film, mm-hmm. go back to MIFE season one to listen to it. I talked about it with my friend Nick Hayden. And she, I asked her about it, and you know the research I had done, I found that she wasn't an actress. I think she was nineteen, and she right. was actually she was an uh, Air Force brat, military right. brat, right? And she was working as a model, but and that was a co-production with Rankin Bass, mm-hmm. and they basically hired her because they saw her doing model work. And what saddened me is I found out because she was only in one other movie which was the green slime which I have never seen yeah it's way. it's a wacky little movie let me tell you but she's hardly in it she make, she's right. in one scene but she told me that just a few years after that she got out of it and I asked her well did you ever work as a model when you came back to the United States she's like nope it's like why and she said I'm too short <laughs> yeah but in Japan she could get model work easy I'm like what is wrong with people? Some of the cutest girls I've ever known were your height. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then we had uh, Hurricane Ryu. Hurricane uh, Ryu was a, did like every monster in the Heisei Godzilla films who wasn't Godzilla. Yeah. King Ghidorah, Batra, Baby Godzilla, Godzilla Jr., etc., cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, And et cetera. he's an artist. He does manga. He even did design work for all the monsters he played, I was yeah, told. That's what that's what I heard. That's what I, I did not hear that directly from him. I heard that after the fact when we were talking with our friend Danny. Yeah. 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 Which I have a side tangent. Should I tell it now or should I wait? Is it who's it about? It's Hurricane Ryu. Tell me. Okay, so my side tangent it's really not I don't even know. I debated on whether I know how to share this. But uh during the costume contest, I had to get up and go to the restroom. Oh, this. <laughs> This might be one of the best stories of the weekend. <laughs> it's really not all that. It's really not all that interesting to be quite, to be fair. I had to get up and go to the restroom because I'd been drinking water all day, and you know, all that go, you know how that always goes. do that at cons. You yes. got to stay hydrated, right? Exactly. And I was standing there doing my business, and in walks Hurricane Ryu, and he stand. He goes to like a few stalls down for me, and. We both finish up, we acknowledge each other, and we walk out the door together. And that's it was just really weird. <laughs> really, really weird. Oh my gosh, celebrities are people too? Right? Yeah, celebrities <laughs> have to use the bathroom. <laughs> they should have to do this. It was it was just such a weird little interaction. It's like we just kind of nodded at each other. We didn't really address one another or talk to one another because it's like the it's the bathroom, dude. Yeah. It's like it's like okay. And, yep. and besides, I just talked. I we just talked to him at that mm-hmm. point. We just talked to him and got my autograph. You know, we made mm-hmm. some polite conversation. Mm-hmm. You know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we had another Millennium suit actor. We did. Oh, we- and he did Heisei work too. He did. Yeah, it's uh, Wataru Fukuda. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He did. Um, he did some Millennium stuff too. Yeah, he did. He did a little bit. Of, a, a little bit of yeah, Millennium. Another suit stuff. actor. But yeah, he was primarily like Heisei because he did mm-hmm. uh, Godzilla Saurus, Heisei Mechagodzilla, you know, etc. A lot of a lot of Heisei stuff. Mm-hmm. So like we we got to interact with him. Mm-hmm. But I think at least as far as like the MIFV audience is is concerned. The I'd say the no, I don't know Tempole or the well no let's before we get to her we need to bring up Yoshida San oh yes Yoshida San yes 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 and there was also the Millennium suit actor Tatsum Tatsu Motu Tom Kitagawa yeah yeah Tom <laughs> he goes Kitagawa. by Tom Tom Kitagawa whatever <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah he was he was Millennium Godzilla yes. except for one. Well, we'll talk about him. Yeah, next. yeah. For, for, again, for the uninitiated, we're talking. We're throwing around some inside baseball terms here. Uh, these are different series of Godzilla films. From uh, the Heisei is the '80s and '90s. Right. What we're calling Millennium is early 2000s. Yeah. And they had different suit actors. Right. For all of them, obviously. And this guy, Mr. Kitagawa, was Godzilla in all but one of the Millennium Godzilla films. Yes. So we got to hang out with him. Which is which? Godzilla two thousand is one of my absolute favorite films. So yes. I was ex- I was I was so excited to get his. Mm-hmm. his and you autograph. had it. We'll have to tell the stories about the, yeah. in more detail about you know uh, getting autographs and stuff with them. And then we, as I mentioned, we had Yoshida San. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What what's his first name again? Mitz, uh, Ms. Ms. Yuho. Mizuho. 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 It's it's late for people. I can't, yeah. I can't talk. Apparently yeah, I can't uh, read either. Yeah, yeah. Yoshida-san. Yeah. And he was Godzilla in GMK mm-hmm. in 2001. Mm-hmm. That's also a, a very pleasant, yeah. pleasant, pleasant very man. Very tall man. Very, very tall man. Yeah, that's yes. how he got the part. Yes. And, and for the MAFV crowd, he was the front half of Legion. Yes. Uh, we asked him. I said, "Which half were you?" He said, "The front." I was like, "Oh, that's the bet. That's that's the good half." He's yeah, that's like, the good yes. half. I was, like, I was like, "Yeah, you're the half they actually got to smack Gamera around." <laughs> you know? Yeah, from the Heisei Gamera trilogy. Yes. So, and this was the second of those movies. Yes. yes. And well, I'll, I'll save it for when we talk about the interactions, and then we get to. I think that's when we get to our temple. Now there were some Star Wars guests there as well. There who were had done, who had done suit acting for various Star Wars stuff, and as much as I would have liked to have spent some time to get to talk to them and about their work and all that, because they were doing stuff in the movies, the television shows, and everything. I had to stay focused. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. And, and uh, Again, it, we had one day. <laughs> we had one day, and we really wanted to focus in on the on the, on the the monsters and the tokusatsu and the henshin hero stuff. Yeah, uh, now we get to, because now we're getting to the big ones. We are, we are. To the temple, we guess. Are, we are. So if ever, There's three of them. If, if, if you've ever watched a little trilogy of films known as the Gamera Heisei trilogy. Yeah, from the 90s. You will be familiar with a young lady, and her name is Akakiko. Ayako. Yeah. Fujitani. Well, Ayako Fujitani. I cannot read tonight. I'm so I, sorry. I, you're less dick I understand. And you're a d- You're just a d- <laughs> <laughs> We're getting some jet action, and we're not even on the island. Oh, right, my gosh. Right, right. So, I mean, that's why he's here, right? Yeah, what, so I got him right here. <laughs> what, may, what makes Miss Fujitani's oh, appearance there went jet. <laughs> so important is, apparently, this is her first... First ever her convention... Period. Period. To this little con in my home state. I couldn't believe it. This this was just wild. I'm like, you're Gamera's best girl. Yes. And 
this is her first time ever. Yes. And she she is a lovely, incredibly lovely, lovely woman. woman. Yes. My gosh. And she speaks English. Yes. I didn't know that. She, although she said in her panel that she didn't learn English until like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she and she speaks it very, very mm-hmm. well. And I was a little surprised because her her dad is Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was. I wanted to ask her about her dad, but I, I did not. I, I don't know what how, I don't know what her relationship is like with her dad, but I don't. Given I've kind of read between the lines in her biography, and I'm kind of like, hmm, probably didn't go well. It probably not. But no, she is an incredibly, incredibly charming woman. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very, very. It was a very, very pleasant interaction. Yeah, well, in which we'll talk a little bit more about this. So that was one of the. I was that was one of the things. Like I'm going. Yes, I have because I. For those of you who've listened to the film vault, I adore the Heisei Gamera trilogy. I spent three episodes gushing over it with a bunch of my friends for Guardian, a Dallas Mora for Legion, and then our friend Kaiju Kim for Gamera Three. I just I adore those films. So getting should. to meet her was yes, very cute, very, very it was very, it was very very special. Very, yeah, it was very very, very special. Also, very, very special. <laughs> we got to meet Ultraman. Bin Furuya. Bin Furuya. Yeah, that, which is, again, I, well, I think we mentioned that before. We so. did. We mentioned that at yeah, the top. Yeah, we, we should mention it again because it's Bin Furuya. It is, it is, it is incredibly important. It, it, yeah, like, that is, like, he was the best dress. First of all, he was the best, the best dress guy. Yeah. Well, well, again, let's well, rattle off the guest list and then right. we'll talk about interactions. Right. Now we got to get to what's relevant to the listeners with attitude. The power trip. The journey through the power trip. <laughs> we almost trips. had two. Yeah, it was a little disappointing that Johnny Young Bosch had to back out at the last That, I, that man has done so much. Yeah. And he's multi-talented. Good Lord. Oh, incredible. But, yeah, but martial artist, voice actor, actor, musician, musician just face actor, period. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, done, he's yeah. done a lot. But we got to meet one of the OGs. We did. We got to meet Austin St. John, the original. The original Red Ranger. Red Ranger. Yes. <laughs> yes he was that was a big name it was yeah. it was a big name and he had he he constantly had people at his table i was a little bit surprised that his line was not longer to be honest i was surprised by that too and i, I would have thought with austin st john ayaka fujitani ben Furuya, those names alone mm-hmm. i mean the other the, the suit actors are not going to be as big of a draw but those three i'm like you're going to get a bunch of people and i understand ben Furuya is also just a, i don't want to say ju- no he was a face actor as well he was on ultra seven you know but he made a name for himself being a suit actor for ultraman because those of you who don't know when mm-hmm. it, when it comes to the tokusatsu superheroes right they have two actors they have the face actor who is the secret identity, and right. then they have what the the suit actor right. because Japanese superheroes they wear helmets or masks or something right. like that, so they can use a completely different actor. Yeah, exactly. And he was the original Ultraman. Yes, in nineteen sixty six, and he did mocap for Shin Ultraman, and he's it's incredibly pleasant man. Yes, incredibly yes. pleasant man. So we've laid the groundwork. Yes. Do we want to? Mm-hmm. Talk about celebrity interactions, or get ri- or get your lunch t- t- tirade, uh, off. not tirade, but your tangent. Your no, lunch no, tangent. Li- no. Well, well uh, let me get my lunch tangent out of the way because it's really not much to talk about. I had to leave. I think this is around. I think I left around twelve thirty ish, something mm-hmm. like that. Right before our friend Danny came, right. and you had never met Danny. I had never in real life sa- before. We never met each other in real life yes. until yesterday. Yes, I, I had. Uh, I had not been in the same physical space as Danny Demana until. 
today or until today. And I promised my coworkers that I would go have lunch with them. And I left, I took an Uber downtown. We ate at a really good place called the Eagle, which is this like, I don't know. It's like a, a modern take on comfort food. So we, I had like fried chicken, mac and cheese, like sriracha. Someone's eating good. Yeah, it's like sriracha, mashed potatoes with uh, sweet potato casserole and all that stuff. Well, it, the company paid for it, so that's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> the, the company I work for paid for it. We call it a working lunch because we did talk about a little bit of our work, whatever. But it counts. It counts. Yeah, so I was. I, I took an Uber, went downtown. Really, I got to see a little bit of Fort Wayne proper. You mean well, Indianapolis? Indianapolis proper. Sorry, I got to see a little bit of Indianapolis proper. Got to go downtown for a little bit, you know, kind of see what goes on in the kind of the the hip hipster district, whatever. Um, the bougie, the bougie, the bougie di- I, side. I was, in, I was in the bougie district of, of <laughs> a lot of fun though. It's good to interact with my coworkers because I don't get to see them very often, except for just on Zoom calls or whatever for mm-hmm. work. And it was just good to have lunch with them. So, yeah, I took a little tour. I stayed gone longer than I expected, but it was it yeah, was I was a little concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you came back, we were in the middle of Miss Fujitani's panel. Yes. So you just kind of snuck in there with five minutes to go. Well, snuck is a snuck is a, is 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 not. Yeah, you destroyed would... the sign. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I have seen like five people walk by that. Nothing happened. Well, it's and my... then you just mow it over. It was my <laughs> damn book bag. It was my damn book. My, my backpack got caught on one of the stupid. <laughs> arms of the of the sign and it almost knocked it over and so they're yeah apparently you need to go back to school you don't know how to wear a book bag anymore i guess this is the first time i've had to wear a book bag in forever but yeah came back i don't know what you guys did while i was gone a lot of it was get it was looking around at the vendors talking to vendors and getting some autographs so let's talk about getting autographs yes now. so we talked a little bit about it so for the suit actors let's you know we'll, uh, We'll work our way up. So Hurricane Ryu and all the and all the rest of them. Man, we had to really manage our funding. I, I talked with... We had to hustle. Yeah, I've talked with Linda Miller and had a pleasant time with her. She remembered the interactions on Facebook. We, and I asked her a few questions about yes. working on the movie and all that. We had a very nice conversation. And then I told myself, all right, now I need to actually get your autograph and... Stupid, stupid me. I remember to bring something for everybody to sign except her. I have a copy of King Kong Escapes that needed to be signed. Yes. And I did not take it. Yep. So I had to pick one of her one of her eight I, by tens. It's okay. I felt really stupid too because before I left my apartment, the recently released Waxwork Records album for King Kong Escapes. For King Kong Escapes. Yeah. I was gonna bring it with me and have her sign it, and then I was gonna get another copy of it because they're still available and you and have that one to listen to because the one I have is unopened mm-hmm. and I forgot it. Yeah. So. so, yeah. so that was a wee bit unfortunate, but I picked an eight by 10. She had a lot of really great eight by tens to pick from. It she was did. like her and Takarada. There were a couple of her with Kong. One was a publicity shop where they were just goofing around. It was an empty suit. And then there was one, that you could barely see her because it's just little her and big yeah. Kong's hand. I mean, was, she was in Kong's hand and you could see Gorosaurus. Of, uh, her and Dr. Who. <clears throat> yes. I don't know where that came from. I don't know either. Uh, yeah. So I, it was just too many to pick. So I went with her and Takarada because we spent a little bit of time talking about Takarada. Yeah, that's, a, that's the same. It's the same photo I ended up getting as well. Mm-hmm. And like we said, we've already talked about it. But like I said, she's an incredibly pleasant woman. Very pleasant woman. Very, very pleasant. She's very down to earth because oh, yeah. she 
she's one of those people who basically got out of the industry. She liked acting, but she didn't like the industry. Right. Yeah, the, and I she totally said the industry, get it. She said the industry scared her. Yeah. Yeah. To, to be honest, if I could have, I would have. I actually was hoping I could get her to come on the podcast and do a little bit of acting. That was yeah. one of my goals, but didn't quite work out. We'll see. Maybe. There's Maybe. still time. There's still time. There's still time. Still time. She's a lovely woman, like she I is. said. And then the the suit actors, that was interesting. You know, we discovered some things. We found out a couple of them did stuff on Super Sentai, which we didn't know. Yes. And, you know, as well as all the Toho work. And mm -hmm. so we hung out with them, talked with them. You had probably the most interesting experience with Kitagawa-san. I did. Because... Yes. I don't know if we need if we should talk about it now or later because we kind of have to build up to it. Basically, you went. We found that Bob Eggleton was there, the famous oh, yeah, Bob talk, Eggleton, who's yes. done a lot of Godzilla art for comics and oh, magazines yeah. and things like oh, that. I'm like, I paneled with him at G Fest. My my first exposure to Bob Eggleton was the Mark Saracini books. Yes. He did all oh the yes. Like I feel like every Godzilla fan had those had had all of them or at least one of them. In their, I have all of them. I have all of them as well. And all of the covers are done by Bob Eggleton. Yeah. And they're all gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. I bought, so Bob was there. I had a good interaction with Bob. Hopefully mm -hmm. I can get, hopefully we can convince get, Bob. Get him on for, for the magazine, yeah. for Kajirama. Oh. That would be great. So the you got a Godzilla versus Gamera print that he did. I did, yes. And did. you thought, I'm going to get Ayaka Fujitani to sign it. Yes. So you went and got her to sign it. And then she, Bob signed it for you. And then she, it was, Fujitani-san, who said, you should go get Kitagawa-san to yes. sign it because it's his Godzilla in the yes. picture. Yes, it's God's, It's the Millennium Godzilla. It's and so you're like, but I already got a signature from him and a picture. Oh, screw it. And so you went and got another one. <laughs> I had run out of money at that point, so, well, I could, so I couldn't do it. It worked out for you, though. Because so I got, I was just like, I'll buy, buy, it's the same price. So it's you're basically buying a signature and getting a free picture, right? So you're like, I'll get the signature and you get the photo. So exactly. So exactly. I still got a picture with him. So I have met three Godzillas now. I'm actually. I was telling you this in the car ride home. I wish. I wish instead of like I love my eight by tens, but I kind of wish that I would just bought a bunch of Bob's art and had all the suit actors sign it. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, now I had now I had something similar happen with Yoshida San mm -hmm. because as we mentioned he played Legion. Right. And I have it's an older edition from Mill Creek. Right. Of the Gamera trilogy yeah. Blu-ray set. Yeah, yeah. That I basically keep in a bag yeah. in storage because I got Kaneko to sign it and I have the Arrow set now so that's my viewing copy. Right. So I took that with me to G-Fest got signed by Kaneko the director mm -hmm. and I like, I need to get it signed by Fujitani. And then I realized, wait a minute. Legion's here. Oh. I'm going to get it signed by Yoshida. So I took it to him, gave it to him. He's a, he, you know, he's a really tall man. He's a very happy guy, very smiling all the time. Yeah. And I slipped it to him, and he just, he looked at it. He's like, oh, Kaneko. Yes. <laughs> he recognized the signature yes. immediately, like that. Yes. And I said, yep. And so you get so it's now that has become my signing copy. Every time I go to a convention yeah. and anybody from that trilogy is there, I was like, sign it, please. Jo join your friends. Yes, <laughs> yes, quite. yes, quite. Yes, quite. So uh, he was, a, and he was a very pleasant fellow, very energetic. Love being around the fans. Yes. So that uh, that was great. Yes. Uh, do we want to talk about? We need, let's go. Let's talk about Ben Faruya because that man. Oh, that man was that man. 
I had heard he was the snappiest dresser everywhere he went. They were not lying. No. That man was the best dressed guy. He was. He was the best dressed person (laughs) in the entire room. He had a, like, this amazing deep blue suit with a tie. And I heard, I, I didn't check out his shoes. I heard he had sparkly, wonderful shoes. Yes, they're, I'm looking at the picture now. They are, he was wearing a blue jacket with a white shirt, blue tie, and blue pants, blue slacks, I should say. Yeah. And sparkly silver dress shoes. Oh. Yes. And he had uh, sunglasses. Sunglasses. He he that's one of his trademarks is the sunglasses. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, I was just, I, you could, he was unmistakable. You see him, you're like, Ben Faruya. And he was a movie, he was treated like a movie star while we were there. Yeah. But he didn't really revel in it all that much. No, he's a pretty quiet. He he's seemed, pretty quiet. And he loves the fans. Yes. He, he just, he loves every person who came, it who seems came like, up there. And he was being, I didn't realize this. I feel so stupid because I just met them at G Fest. He was, his handlers were, the son and daughter of, of Akira Takarada. Of Takarada. And I yeah. just saw them at G-Fest. I, like, I, uh, I felt stupid as well because I'd heard Danny talk about it. And I'd heard and I'd heard Danny say something to that effect when we were at the at the Furuya-san's table. I just didn't put two and two together. Yeah. Yeah. But now, this was so hilarious. So, I, everyone has heard me. Well, not everyone. If, you've, uh, if you're a henshin man or a power trip fan, you probably haven't heard this story. Really quickly, when I met Akira Takarada, who was a huge actor in Godzilla films and a bunch of Toho films, he's basically the Cary Grant of Japan. Right. God rest his soul. Right. Or should I say Godzilla rest his soul? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on what you believe in, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I suppose. So, one story I have told is that when I met Takarada at G-Fest, he surprised me by giving me not one, but two signatures. Mm-hmm. Ben Faruya did the same thing. Yes. And I had the base. You, you were there. I had I basically was. the same reaction when I, I talked about yes. Takarada. I'm like, what are you doing? You don't have to do that. Yes. Because uh, I, as I had my, it was the, I'm going to get it out right now. It's the, I considered several different things, but I went with the Birth of Ultraman mm-hmm. Blu-ray, which mm-hmm. has a, the original stage show that was broadcast mm-hmm. on Ultraman Day. Mm-hmm. And then the a handful of episodes dubbed into English. Right. And, you know, with a cover by Alex Ross that was done for Marvel Comics. Right. So I had him sign the insert on the disc itself because this has a slip cover. Mm -hmm. And I thought that would be it. But then he took the disc out and he signed the inside Mm -hmm. of it. And I'm like, why are you doing that? You don't have to do that. And then this woman who was assisting the con said, you know, said, that is his gift to you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love you. Yes. You are a superhero. <laughs> very, very, very pleasant man. And yeah. I, I brought with me a Medicom. It's like a 2000, I think it was like a 2010 release. It was a reissue, uh, uh, Medicom Ultra Base. So basically mm-hmm. the Ultra Base that you see on the show. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he says, he's like, seven. Seven. Yes. Seven. Because he was the Ultraman suit actor in Ultraman. And yeah. then he actually got to be one of the Ultra Guard, one of the science team members. Yes. In Ultra Seven, which was the next Ultraman show, yes. After Ultra, because uh, th- we're talking this is back in the sixties, yes. So it's this, it's this Safubi toy. It's a Safubi toy of uh, of the Ultra Base, and I brought that with me because I just bought that a few weeks ago from our friends at Kaiju Live, and I thought, well, I'm going to All Monsters Attack. Then what more? What? How can I make this even more special by having 
Furuya-san sign the header card for that particular toy that will probably never leave its bag now. Yeah. So that was that was that was special because mm-hmm. he said he, he immediately recognized that base. Yeah. He's like someone. He, 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 he kept admiring. He's like, oh, this, I don't know what he he was saying something in Japanese and he was he was talking to Takarada's son and mm-hmm. saying something in Japanese. I, I don't know what they said, but I am imagining he's probably like, oh, this is you know kind of saying, well, this is interesting, this is cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of admiring it, and then he signed the. Yeah, and then what was funny is when we got pictures with him, uh, he did the same thing with everybody. He's like, yes. he, 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 he had to do this. You got to do, do the, you know, yes. the, the specimen beam pose where he crosses his arms. Yes. And he had to... He had to inspect it. Of course. He had to, I wasn't sure at first what he was doing, but every sure person would stand there and he would like... Ooh. He was checking to make sure. And I'm just like, dude, I know. <laughs> I know how to do it. And, and then we hear that he would stand next to each person and he would do the pose. Yes. And he'd say, on three, swatch. Swatch. Which is what Ultraman says before he yes. flies away after beating a monster. Yes. So, he, so we went, one, two, three, swatch. It was instead of cheese. And yeah. I'm just like, it was good. I love it. It was good. It was, it, was a very, <laughs> it was a very pleasant interaction. Uh, and I have to share the story because I hinted at it on Twitter, on the Henshin Men Twitter. So I'm going to tell the story because I mentioned very briefly this on Twitter and the, the guy's like, I have to know. Please tell me that story. So here you go. Okay. Far. So it's a camo bat dad on Twitter. Okay. I found out where Ultraman's trademark fighting stance oh, came I, from. I know. What, okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the fighting stance came from because the woman who was assisting she said, "Did you know where he got the the you know his fighting stance?" I said, "No, I thought it was just like a wrestling pose. That's what it looks like." Yeah, sounds like it looks like a grappling pose. Yeah, it looks like a grappling pose. That's why I was figuring, like, no, 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 no. And then explain the story to me, and I'm like, oh. he said it's James Dean because there was a, a James Dean movie mm-hmm. where he got into a knife fight and he posed like that, and he remembered that seeing that movie. Yeah, from the '50s. So that's how what he did with Ultraman, just without a knife. And I'm like, oh. and I looked and was like. Makes James sense. Dean is from Indiana. Makes sense. There's an Indiana. and 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 you you pose like James Dean as Ultraman, and they explained that to him. Is like, and we're in Indiana now, and I'm just like, I was just freaking out. So I'm like, oh my gosh, my home state has connections to Ultraman. <laughs> Made me so happy. Yes. <laughs> so there you go, Bat Camo Dad, <laughs> or Camo Bat Dad. I I'm sorry if I'm screwing up the syllables in your handle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he did the same thing with you. He's like, he yeah, expected your sure. watch. I wasn't sure what he. Oh, was, your specimen beam. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure what he was doing exactly. It was he had thro- to make sure it was right. Right. He was. He was throwing me. He, he said, uh, I, "I was doing it, and I was, I was a little bit taken. I was like thrown off a little bit by what he was doing." He said, "No, no, 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 no. This." <laughs> and he takes, he literally just takes my hands and positions them in the right correctly way. and correctly. Yes. No, very charming man. Very, 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 very pleasant interaction. Like, yeah, I could, he, he really is a superhero. I told him while I was there and they did relay yes. this to, for me, the Takarada's son in Japanese. They said, Ultraman's one of my favorite superheroes. Thank you very much for being yes. here and yes. things like that. And he, so pleasant. Very. So, so very pleasant. Speaking of pleasant, <laughs> Ayako Fujitani, still a lovely woman. Very much. A lovely, lovely woman. And I was surprised to find out that she has excellent English. She speaks excellent English. Mm-hmm. She was the one guest that we had to wear a mask for. And I'm like, fine, I don't care. It's Gamera's best girl. I will wear a freaking mask. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. Gamera's best girl because yeah. I love these movies. 
And I got to talking to her, found out that she's into screenwriting now. She's So she's a writer just like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, scratch that off your bingo card. <laughs> I asked her uh, I asked her what other projects that she's currently working mm-hmm. on, and she said that she's currently working on another screenplay. Mm-hmm. So hope mm-hmm. well, she said, we'll see. We'll yeah, and I found out about another movie that she was in about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's you can watch it for free on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It's called The Man from Reno. I added it to my watch list. I'm going to watch it sometime. I was like, I, I got to see Gamera's girl doing something else, right. you know? And, you know, so we, we had a very pleasant conversation. I got a picture with her. We got to take the freaking masks off and everything. Then we we went to her panel. That's where we met up with you. So you got, we, you got to see the last few minutes of her panel after you destroyed the costume contest sign. <laughs> and then you went and you got an autograph with her. I think you, what did you have her sign for? I you? actually... Ooh, oh, you had, had her sign the poster. I had her sign the Bob poster. The Bob Eggleton poster. I, I had that's her right. sign the Gamera portion of the Bob poster, and then she's the yeah. one, like we yeah. said, she's the one. Like, oh, that's you should have. Yep. You should have Kanagawa san uh, yeah. uh, yeah. sign. Oh, we also found out that she's a fan of Linda Miller. Yes, is she? I saw her go over and talk to Linda. Yes, for a little bit. I, I did. <laughs> I saw her. I, I did see her interact with with Linda for a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Oh, and I, something I should have mentioned. I told Linda it's like. Your character in this movie was revolutionary. You were the first Kong lady who sympathized with him. Uh-huh. And everybody since then has followed in those footsteps. No, Kong. No. <laughs> I asked, I was like, how did you, you know, wh- how did you approach that? She's like, oh, Kong was my boyfriend. I was like, really? I thought it was more like you were his mom. But, <laughs> but hey, you know, like whatever, I said, she was the first. Whatever gets the job done. Yep. But she was the first, right. and you know, so that was so that was great. So Ayaka Fujitani, wonderful woman. I loved going to her panel and learning more about her career and how she got the part and everything. She was only thirteen mm-hmm. when very, she, was she was in Gamera. Young. She was very, very young. Yeah. Very, very young, and you know, just uh, hearing about all of her experiences working on those films and working with Shusuke Kaneko, and she got to she talked about working with Hideaki Anno. She was in a movie for Hideaki Anno. She mentioned that you can actually buy a Blu-ray set that's region-free, subtitled, that has that and two other movies that he made in it. Yeah. Would mind trying to see it now? I'm curious to see what that was like. It was from the late 90s. I think no, it was the early 2000s. I think about it. It was the early 2000s. So it was after Gamera. Right. So if, for those who know, Hideaki Anno is uh, the director of Shin Godzilla, famously is the creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion, the anime. Does a lot of work in anime, but this is a collection of live action films that he did. I believe it was called something like The Ritual. I forget what it is in Japanese, but it translated it's the one she was in was called The Ritual. I've never seen it. Yeah, I I'd have I've never even heard about it. So I didn't even know she had worked with Hideaki Anno. I was like, What? You worked with Hideaki Anno? Really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> So the anime fan in me was pretty happy to hear about that. Mm, Now we got to talk for the power trip listeners, those power trippers, the listeners with attitude, Mr. Mr. St. John, Jason Scott Lee himself. Mr. St. John, which admittedly, it was a little bit of a quicker interaction than I was expecting. Yeah, there were a lot of people there. He would come and go quite a bit. He was the most expensive guest there. Oh, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did you get him to sign? I got and I actually did not. I was actually going to bring some stuff with me, but I only got him to do an eight by ten and a photo. 
Mm-hmm. So that'll be added to the collection. That'll be added. That'll be mm-hmm. added to the Ranger mm-hmm. wall. And we split on the the photograph. We did, yeah, because like we said, he was the most expensive guest there. Yeah, uh, it was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, it was a hundred. Yeah, hundred bucks for a photo and a, a signature. Right. But yeah, it was a it was still a pleasant interaction. Very cordial. Very cordial gentleman. That was my first time meeting Mr. St. John. I think it's actually your first time meeting anybody from Rangers, right? Yes. Yeah, that was the first time. So it was it was still a good interaction, just a little bit quicker and more like just, prof- I guess, more professional. A little bit more professional. Although I found out some, int- I got his business card, found out about some websites that he said he hadn't really promoted before mm. that I'm curious to look into. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe yeah. we can maybe get him on the show or maybe. something. Uh, we'll try. Yeah, sure. I'd be curious to, you know, See get him on goes. the show sometime and hear about because he's been on, he was in Mighty Morphin, obviously. He was the Gold Ranger in Zeo. He's on he's, Beast Morphers. He was, in, he was in Beast Morphers. Oh, he was in Forever Red. Forever Red. So in, yeah. yeah. So he's done a lot of stuff. Not yes. as much as JDF, but you know, Jason David Frank. For those who don't know, who played Tommy Oliver. Right. So you know, not as much, but he's still pretty popular. He is. No, he's the he's the he's the original. He's the mm-hmm. original Red Ranger. So mm-hmm. It was it, it was still a pleasant interact. It was still a very pleasant and cordial interaction. Just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just what just, we, yeah, we did. I guess a more professional compared to the rest right. of the interactions yeah, that we had a, had. We were we were a lot of the other suit actors and act Fujitani was kind of more willing to stand there and mm-hmm. have a conversation and all that stuff. That was partly because I think they just weren't getting as much of a crowd. I, I was shocked that Ayako Fujitani wasn't getting more of a crowd. I was shocked. Or Ben Furuya for that matter. I was shocked that there was not actual lines. Yeah. Like there was there was just I, I don't know how to de- like, it's really hard to describe this one. And we, we talked about this at the top of the show or top of the episode where we really weren't sure what to expect. And the whole reason why we only went for one day is because we didn't want to you know waste money going for an entire weekend. And it just be kind of a disappointment. It was a smaller con. It was a little bit more low key. I don't think looking back on it, you and I were talking about this earlier that, I don't think that it would have been necessarily worth it to us to do the whole three days, maybe a day and a half, if we wanted to do like one day, get all the autographs and interact and meet everybody, and then another, and then the second day you shop, you know, you mm-hmm. you look for your toys, you know, that I could see that happening, but th- this being the first year of it, it was pretty low key, fairly small, so but it was it was still good. And that was I can't I can't really necessarily ask for any better honestly than than the interactions we actually did have so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we had some great interactions we uh, you me Danny and Danny's friend Robert mm-hmm. Robert Montserrat Robert we Montserrat, all went and got artist. some yep after everything wrapped up we went and got some Olive Garden mm-hmm. hung out caught up. Someone Talked actually, about life. Someone actually complimented your hat. Yeah, yeah. I wore my my Doctor Who slash Indiana Jones hat, and apparently, I need to wear that to every convention I go to because everyone just looks for the hat. Yeah. Well, that's how I was able to. Yeah. And it. the the waitress at Olive Garden was just like, "I love your hat," and then she forgot part of our order, and we're like, "It's because of the hat." I'm sorry. It's because of the hat. It's yeah. because of the hat. Yeah. So apparently, yeah. Note to self: wear the hat a wear lot. Hat. Yeah. For sure. So. Before we wrap things up, because you always have to talk about these things, I know we talked about the autographs and things that we got, but let's talk at least briefly about the 
other things that we picked up while we were there because you got to do a little bit of shopping at a con. Yeah, I didn't do a ton. I I didn't do a ton either. I didn't do a ton. I, I thought maybe I would do more, like actually, like like shopping for like figures and and sofa be and 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 whatever. But I just didn't. I was more focused on you know getting the autographs, meeting mm-hmm. the you know meeting the guests. I, I know you bought a few things. I so. did. I did buy a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I bought some posters, and then I bought, I bought the first edition of David Callett's book, the Critical History of Godzilla, mm-hmm. uh, the hard copy version, which I need to get the revised version. Yeah. But uh, you know, for thirty bucks, thirty bucks for an out of print book, for a hard copy, it's not too bad. I mean, if you're if you're into collecting, yeah, you know, sure. Yeah. You know. Did you get anything else? Actually, no, I didn't get a whole lot else. Okay. I actually did not get a ton, uh, a lot of it. Oh, uh, I mean, I didn't pay for this, but our good friend Danny gave us a, a DVD or gave me mm. a DVD for Tiga. Oh, yes. The F.U. Johnny's edition. The yeah. F.U. Which that's a story that I don't have the time to get into right you now. Actually it's too did, long. You actually did more shopping than I did. I was yeah. just, like I said, I was just mainly focused on the guests. I and- was, I was trying to, I, I really only. You know, did shopping after I finished all of the celebrities. Right. Now, right. the two books that you see with me here, I actually got by via a book exchange because I took, I'm a novelist, so I took a couple of my, I of took course. my kaiju books with me just to see if I could get people to buy them. You never know. Sure, yeah. And I talked with Andres Perez. I hope I said his name right. You did. Who is a comic book writer and a novelist for his character, Draco Azul. Mm-hmm. Which is a looks like a henshin hero of some kind. Very I'm much, not yeah. sure. And I he does mostly comics. And I found out that he had the same artist, Tyler Souls, who has done the Film Vault podcast logo and the cover of my Kaiju novella at, Destroyer at Tyler Draws Comics. Yes, Tyler Draws Comics. You've listened to the yes. Yeah, you listened to the credits I know. apparently. Yes, I know. Yeah. So I showed him the books and we did a little bit of exchange. So I got a kind of mid quill collection of short stories called. Draco Azul, Full Metal Chronicles. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to giving this a read. He's a great guy, by mm-hmm. the way. We spent a lot of time talking to him. He's a really cool fella. I actually think I, uh, not think, I have made arrangements for him to appear as both an actor and a guest on a future episode of Good. The Film Vault. I'm proud of that. And then another exchange I did was I met <laughs> the creator of our friend Elijah's new favorite kaiju movie, Dragon Lizard Lord, which just got released by SRS Cinema. I didn't know he was going to be there. He was at G-Fest promoting the movie because it's a new it's a new release from sure. SRS Cinema. Right. And I actually sat down and I talked with him. I introduced him to you. Mm-hmm. We found out that... He's an, he has an interesting story. He does. We found out, you know, he's uh, 40, he's 42 years old. We talked about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because right. he was thinking about that. And he said making these movies saved his life. I'm like, really? Had him talked, and I, I talked to him a little bit. I will be the first one to tell you... I don't think these movies are a work of art, but hearing his story about it yeah, did give me a little bit more appreciation for them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like like actually getting to interact with right. with some of these guys and, and, and girls that work on these little independent projects, it does make you appreciate them yeah. a lot more. And what he what I got from him is you know, it's a comic book that that's a tie-in with his crazy little movie. And so, he, like I said, he was such a pleasant fellow. I showed him my book and he's, he wanted to get it. So we each signed copies. I got signed copies of all these. We just did book and signature exchanges. Yeah. And I'm just like, here, let's just do that. And yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 hate me if you want, Elijah. I think I might have him. 
on the podcast. <laughs> I made the rounds too. I told let me make sure I can get I'm gonna make sure I remember Omar Saya. Yeah. That's his name. I want to make sure I name drop him as well. Yeah. I made the rounds too. Made a, I met a lot of interesting people. Met a, I met a lot of our old friends, people mm-hmm. that we've worked with with Kaiju Ramen. Stopped by Kaiju Hime's table. Mm-hmm. Talked with her a little bit, her and her husband, Patrick. Lovely people. Talked with Sean McGinnis, who mm-hmm. did the Neo Co- Monster Island. Neo Monster Island. Apparently, he sells coffee. I did not he know He did. This. I actually I bought some of his coffee. Uh, I'm going to try that when I get yeah. home. What is it? Atomically roasted? Uh, no, I can't remember what it was called. It's atomically something. It was atomic. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll, uh, my brain is blanking at the moment. It's late. Uh, yeah. And I, I spoke with him for a few minutes because he did the first cover for Kaiju Ramen. And then I circled back and talked to Mr. Matt Frank. Like, yeah, he was there too. I'm, that was another person who was there. I'm like, I'm surprised there isn't a huge crowd just because of him. Uh, every now and then I would look over if I was like circling the dealer's room, I would look over and there would be a line, but it just really wasn't all that. Like, yeah. Like the, the thing about this con, the thing about this event that I was not expecting was there really weren't any lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we also found out about dipped pretzels. We had some. They had an uh, an older couple there. They were delicious. And I'm like, I don't know if you guys quite fit the comp, but they they were locals I don't know from Indianapolis was, who made delicious food. I don't know if I was starving or if they were just that good, but they were they were really good. Yeah, they they had dipped pretzel sticks. Yeah, yeah. With all these different recipes, all tailored to the you know the horror movie and monster crowd. Uh, the husband was there wearing a wizard mat, a, a wizard hat, and you know, and they. They had they did that break kayfabe. <laughs> no, the, like no. they had a whole made no, up story no, about didn't. how the whole thing got started and everything. Yeah, you know, like I admire the kayfabe. Yeah, I admire the kayfabe yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so that was great. So we, like I said, so many interesting people. And then one last thing I'll bring up, and this was not something I was really intent on I'm buying, really but I kept eyeballing it all day. I know. I, I'm glad you picked that up, though. Yeah, you, you kept looking at it, you kept talking about it, and I'm glad you. I'm glad you picked that up. Yeah. So I wish this was a video podcast, but the, yeah. what I have in my hand is, for those who don't know, there was an Australian-made. Ultraman show in the early 90s. It aired in Australia and did apparently find its way over to the United States. And let me see, it's DreamWorks Toys. I don't know who uh, I don't know who DreamWorks Toys is, but they made an entire figure line to promote this show mm-hmm. that was sold in the United States. You can even go on YouTube and find commercials for it. Right. And I found the Ultraman from that. So it's the actual figure from the line of toys meant for that show. Now right. I have an Ultraman, he's called Ultraman Great. And the show was Ultraman Towards the Future. Now, I have an Ultraman great figure already because right. I buy a, an Ultraman figure every time I finish one of the shows. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't necessarily going out of my way to get another one, but I'm right. like, this is the figure right. for the show. Right. I kind of have to. You have to. Yeah. And yeah. the guy who was running the table is like, you've been looking at that all day when I finally bought it. I'm like, yes, I know. Take my money. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a, it's twenty five dollars well spent. Sir. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm looking at the back now, and some of the monsters there's in the figure line were also there at a different vendor. So we have to find the monsters. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And the, the this show had wild monsters. So so here's the question. Here's here's the million dollar question for something like that. Oh, and I forgot. Yeah. The, the other thing that's cool about this is that you know this figure is probably about I say about ten inches tall, mm. and it has a a smaller kind of two or three inch figure of the Ultraman host. Given how vintage that thing is, are you going to leave it in the box? I think I am. I don't know. I go back and forth because... You should. You I should. I think I'm going to leave it in the box. You should. Because what are you going to do with the box? 
Yeah, and the box the box is a little beat up, admittedly. Well, There's not a whole lot holding this shut. It's 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 vintage. Yeah. It's it's vintage. It's got a it's probably got a copyright stamp somewhere on the box that says that tells you how old it is. Oh, it'd have to be early nineties. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, Nineteen ninety one. Yeah. So that's 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 pretty vintage. Like by 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 our standards, that's that's pretty vintage. Mm-hmm. Like they had a they had a bunch of yeah. Although you can tell this is definitely made by an American toy company because he is not this buff in the show. Right. <laughs> most Ultraman are not this buff, right? <laughs> Except for the American Ultraman. The American Ultraman is buff. Of course, that's how we do things. It's how we do things. Uh, and then one of the one of the Ultraman from Ultraman Taiga is crazy huge. <laughs> He's like. Huge. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that covers basically everything. And then we got Olive Garden. We bantered a bit more with our friends. And yeah, talked about Neither life. one of us murdered the other on the way back. Yeah, talked about life, tried to save the world, you know, one conversation at a time, you know. And we drove home in a rainstorm, and I, yeah. I took a short nap. and We listened to the newest episode of the audio drama because yeah, it is, premiered today. Yeah, which was good. We weren't able to be in the chat for the premiere on YouTube because we were too busy. Yeah. It was yeah. a solid. It was yeah. a solid show. Once again, I missed something related to the audio drama because I'm meeting one of the actual original Ranger cast members. Yeah. The other time was uh, I missed out on a big season two wrap up stream because I was meeting JDF. <laughs> so that premiered today. So we and we listened to it for the first time together. We need to talk with Carl about doing an after show. Yeah. You got to hear me. Pick a fight with the Yellow Ranger as Rito. So yeah, <laughs> it was a bad idea. Obviously. Yeah, it was a very bad uh, idea. Spo- my, my shoulders are not forgiving if, me. If, if, you've not, uh, if you've not listened to it yet, we, we won't spoil it. But yes, it was a bad idea. Yeah, right? my shoulders are not forgiving me right now. But at least yeah. yours is bigger than hers. Yeah, yeah yes. I, that was a line I suggested to Carl. I'm so happy he used it. Thank you, Carl. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but sir, it is almost 2 o'clock in the morning. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. We need to wrap this up. We have things to do tomorrow. Yeah. You have a drive yeah. and all that fun stuff. I have a podcast to be on. And yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, quite. Yes, quite. So <laughs> hopefully we're going to sleep in a little bit and enjoy the morning before I have to ship out of here. Not sure what time I'm leaving, but it'll be sometime probably mid-morning. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. All right. I'll try to get this out as soon as I can to all the feeds. I hope you enjoyed this lovely little bonus episode. And uh, for those of you who don't listen to all the shows, you should. You Please should. check out all the shows. And while you're at it, go listen to Kaiju Weekly. Yeah. You know, the backlog of Kaiju Weekly. And listen to Michael's other show that he never talks about anymore, the, where he interviewed cool people in the fandom. Oh, the yeah. Kaiju the Kaiju Groupie. The Kaiju Groupie podcast. The, the podcast that hasn't been active for like three years now. Yeah. But it was cool while it lasted. It was. It was a good experiment. It was. Yeah. And now Kaiju Kim does that for us. She does. She does a better job than I did. <laughs> she does. <laughs> But the, but those backlog of episodes is still there. If you want to go listen to them, that's how I. That's, if you can hear me interact with Danny, our friend Danny, for the very first time. Yeah, because um, I told you I talked to Danny. Talked to Danny. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I talked. I talked to Danny. We've been we've been friends. We've been tight ever since. Yeah, you know, just just busting your balls ever since. <laughs> I bust back. Oh, I know. But all you have to do is listen to the power trip to know about that. Well, we're going to have to change some things about the power trip. You're going to have to tone it down, sir. <laughs> no. If I get another one-star review, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> we got a one-star review. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, You'll live. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, thanks once again for joining us for this pleasant conversation. And please, if you're able, next year, if they have it, go to Days of the Dead, All Monsters Attack. Yes. We would love to see this continue. Absolutely. This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media LLC.